0: Ultramarines. Space marines in Warhammer 40k are indisputably greater than normal humans in many ways, stronger, faster, and more capable in war. Humans come in a wide variety of capabilities though, and so too do space marines. Among the hundreds of different space marine chapters, they differ in personalities, customs, tactics, and specialties. Perhaps the most famous space marine chapter are the Ultramarines, an honorable and disciplined group that have taken a place at the forefront of Warhammer 40k, for better or worse? This video will give a brief examination of the Ultramarines, their history, their customs, and how they wage war. The Ultramarines began as the 13th Legion of Space Marines created by the Emperor of Mankind on Terra prior to the Great Crusade. The first initiates of the 13th legion implanted with the gene seed displayed increased aggression, which was expected, but also a tendency towards cohesion and a pathological dedication to achieving an assigned goal, desirable traits for a fighting unit. These first space marines of the 13th were taken from various warring tribes and clans on Terra during the unification wars. They were brought to the edge of annihilation before recruitment. By the start of the great crusade, the 13th legion was around 8,000 space marines strong, and they distinguished themselves from the other legions through displays of discipline and determination, making them well suited for working in multiple theaters of war, as well as working with other legions. They showcased a highly practical form of warfare that focused on tried and true strategies and minimizing casualties. Because of this, and partly due to the purity of the legion's gene seed, their numbers blossomed to roughly 33,000 within 35 years of the crusade, but they still had not found their primarch. Each legion of space marines had been created partly using the genetic material of one of the twenty primarchs, the superhuman sons of the emperor. The Primarchs were meant to lead their respective legions as shining examples, but they were scattered across the galaxy by the Chaos Gods. The Great Crusade had found a number of Primarchs so far, but not the Thirteenth's, Robute Gilliman. Gilliman had landed on the bleak world of McCraig, a distant planet still occupied by humans. He was adopted by a local nobleman, and by the age of ten. Had mastered everything the teachers of Macraig could teach him. Gilliman's foster father was killed during a coup, leading Gilliman to assume the mantle of leadership, reforming Macraig into a flourishing and united civilization. By this point, the emperor of mankind had heard of the incredible man on Macraig, and before long, Gilliman was brought back into the fold of the imperium, assigned to lead the 13th legion. The 13th Legion welcomed their Primarch with open arms, invigorated by his vision and his analytical mind. McCraig was made the headquarters of the 13th Legion, and the subsector of space and planets around McCraig became known as Ultramar, a network of worlds designed to serve and supply the Legion. The 13th Legion was already an organized and disciplined unit, but under Gilliman's leadership, they became even more structured, controlled, and analytical. The legion unified their colors, adopted a new symbol, and became known as the men of ultramar, or the ultramarines. The ultramarines were a potent force of the great crusade, liberating more worlds than any other primarchs forces, according to some records. Gilliman's desire for organization meant that worlds conquered by ultramarines were left with stable governments, creating solid supply lines along his conquests. Gilliman's rapid conquests also meant that they had the largest stock of new space marine recruits to choose from, blossoming their numbers to larger than any other legions, at more than 250,000 ultramarines. This massive number would be cut down however, along with the rest of the imperium, during the events of the Horus heresy. Although the Ultramarines weren't internally torn apart by betrayal, they were ambushed by traitors in a conflict known as the Battle of Koth. Horus, the traitor war master of the Imperium, had his eyes set on Terra and the Emperor, and so he proceeded to lure as many loyalist space marines away from Terra as possible. Knowing that not many of Gilliman's men, nor Gilliman himself, would be swayed, Horus lied to him and sent him and his legion far from terra, telling him to prepare for an orc invasion that was massing. The ultramarines were to meet with the word bearers legion, who unbeknownst to them were a traitor legion with a long-standing grudge against the ultramarines. Gilliman and the ultramarines were caught unaware and unprepared for the battle, and although the ultramarines ultimately won the battle, their numbers were cut by nearly 60%. In the end, the ultramarines arrived at Terra after Horus's death, but as they were still one of the most capable functioning legions, they were instrumental in keeping the imperium together in the aftermath. Gilliman was appointed the lord commander of the imperium, and assisted in reforming the imperial government, as well as reforming the space marine legions into much smaller chapters. This decree along with many other guidelines for how space marines should operate, was written in a great tome called the Codex Astartes. The Codex Astartes is a cherished text for many space marine chapters, but none hold it in higher esteem than the ultramarines. Gilliman continued to lead the ultramarines for another century until he was fatally wounded in a duel with his traitorous brother, Fulgrim. His body was quickly put into stasis, where it remained for 10,000 years. The ultramarines continued to serve the imperium throughout this time, fighting in a great number of battles and wars. Eventually, however, Gilliman was restored to health, partly thanks to the Eldar god of the dead. Gilliman was disgusted by the rampant superstition and ignorance that plagued the imperium, and returned to Terra to speak with his father. Afterwards, he re-declared himself lord commander of the imperium, and initiated a new crusade with the ultramarines by his side. So if there's really one clear thing to take from the ultramarines history, is their dedication to discipline, which is pretty much built into their genes. This predisposition towards order was only intensified with Gilliman's teachings in the codex astartes. To them, the codex astartes is not just a set of rules, but instead it represents the entire concepts of discipline and order, the things they believe separate them from the traitors. Because of this, any ultramarine deviating from the codex is treated as a heretic, sent on a suicide mission against the forces of chaos. Their commitment to organization and utilizing tried and true battle strategies is both a strength. And a weakness, however. While their expertise in familiar situations allows them to win many battles with far less casualties than some other chapters might, this inflexibility can be disastrous in certain scenarios, such as the battle of Cath, or their first encounter with tyranids. Ultimately though, the ultramarines are an incredibly capable chapter, and accounts of the numerous wars they've waged could fill entire series of videos. While they are often seen as elitist and too straight-laced by other space marine chapters, they are looked up to by countless people in the imperium, most notably the people of ultramar, who see them as their stewards. For this reason, the ultramarines are never short on new recruits, and due to the size of their legion after the horus heresy, many chapters of space marines can claim lineage to the ultramarines. Within the 40k community, Ultramarines don't enjoy quite as much love, but they are often seen as the mascots of the franchise, their blue armor an easily recognizable image. Love them or hate them, ultramarines embody many of the greatest concepts of space marines, even if that tends to make them a bit uninteresting.